Summer McIntosh trying to chase that down. She might just get it. She's got it. 421-49. It's a world junior record by two seconds for Summer McIntosh. By the way, two seconds. That is forever. That's impressive. Uh, welcome back. This is Gameplay. I'm your host, Matthew Cause. If I was trying to go over the entire resume of Summer McIntosh, the interview would start, I would give the resume, and then I would say thank you for joining us. It would take too long. First Canadian swimmer to ever win two gold medals at Afina Worlds. Uh, has broken more than 50 Canadian age group records and was damn impressive in Tokyo in 2021 and so much else. Join us on the show now. It is Summer McIntosh. Summer, thanks so much for joining Joining the show today. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Yeah, listen, it, it's fantastic having you on. Uh, you supplied so much sports happy for so many Canadians uh, over the last year oh. and a half, two years. So appreciate you. And, and let's—I'd love to just start here. How did you? How did you originally get into swimming? Was it something that you were destined for, considering you know just your mom and the high levels she hit with Canada back in the day? Yes, I think I grew up um, with a lot of sports around me, not just swimming, but I tried out basically any sport, you name it. Um, but swimming was the one that I always just kind of liked more than the others. I just liked the racing competitive aspect of it and just the simplicity with the t- pace clock and kind of you touch the wall first, you win, and that was it. Um, it was kind of mostly between swimming or figure skating. Those were my last two, and I just liked swimming way more than figure skating as of now but it's funny because actually me and my sister both were in both and my sister ended up picking figure skating even though she was the better swimmer at the time really okay so brooke yeah because yeah. brooke is uh, figure skating you're uh, you're in the water she is above it in the, in a frozen form okay how competitive <laughs> yeah. how competitive are you two guys do you have an example of getting angry while playing a card game or monopoly or you know um, tubing together and you're trying to knock the other one off Yeah, I think me and Brooke have always had a very competitive dynamic, but in a healthy way at the same time. I think it's helped us both grow into the athletes we are today. And, yeah, there's definitely been some card games, (laughs) like we play war and things like that, that always make us kind of get competitive. But it's never never too much. Well, that's good. And also, I mean, the two of you guys pushing each other. I mean, it it is incredible what you've accomplished. And I know you've been asked this question so many times, but I, I'm sure our audience would be fascinated to hear this. How how difficult is it to try to maintain some sort of, and I, do, I put this in quotations, normal, because there's no real normal, but a more stereotypical mm-hmm. normal teenagehood? Because when you are hitting the heights that you are hitting, it it means you've got to you've got to be away from all the other things that all your a lot of your friends can do. How difficult is it just to have a normal mm-hmm. teenage career when you're close to winning Olympic medals? Well, I think the day to day life that I have is very very normal. The only time things are unnormal is when I'm probably at Worlds or the Olympics when there's a lot more buzz and media around, but. My day-to-day life, I've been able to keep a really easy balance. I've been surrounded with an amazing support team of my friends and family, and they keep me grounded, and everyone's so supportive of what we do. And I have so many friends in not just in but also other sports that, are, that understand where I'm coming from, and it's, it's great to have. 
You know what we're going to do? We're going to call you right back. Uh, we were able to catch most of that answer, uh, but we're, my producer, Josh, uh, is going to call you back. We're joined by uh, Summer McIntosh. And uh, if, if for people listening, it might be hard to have heard all of that answer. I was saying that, just the importance of having a proper support staff, family, and friends. So uh, we'll call you back in one second. I'm Matthew Cause. You are listening okay. to Gameplay uh, right here on TSN 1050. So, uh, yeah, if Josh, if you can just uh, talk to Summer and uh, and get her back on the line. Um, but there's a lot I want to get into with her. Just, and, and you could hear it there, like just sort of cutting out a bit at the end of that answer. It's the worst thing. But um, And I've always been fascinated with sports like swimming because it is such a lonely event. There are certain sports out there where it's just you on your own. And uh, Summer, do we got you back? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, good, good. No, you're just sort of uh, uh, cutting in and out. I didn't want the audience to miss anything. And, and let's sort of go there for a second. Um, how difficult is it? Just because in some sports, when you're in a team sport, you have the full camaraderie. But when you're in the pool, it's basically maybe just you and your coach. How difficult can that be, especially when the training is in the higher stages? Yeah, I think I really like swimming the way it is, as it is individual, but it's also such a team thing because... There's the relay aspect, so I think having that kind of balance is cool to kind of have both sides of it. So I really do like individual events, but it's always so fun to race along your teammates and compete for Team Canada. How difficult, actually, no, before we get to that, I'm curious. Um, you were at the Orlando sectionals uh, the other day, and again, um, setting previous, setting records and all of that. Uh, I was just wondering if you could tell people what the uh, last week was like at uh, the Orlando sectionals. And uh, you joined this group, the Sarasota Sharks. I was wondering if you just uh, get people caught up with what's going on, uh, what's the latest going on with Summer McIntosh. Yes, yeah, so I switched um, clubs. I'm now training down in Florida. Before I was up in Toronto, where I'm based out of, I live. I live there. Um, it's just in Sarasota. I came down here to visit during COVID to get a break, and I ended up falling in love with the program and decided to make the move down here full time. And um, my coach, Coach Brent Arkey, has been incredible and collaborative with making this extremely seamless and possible. And yeah, the past meet of Florida Sectionals, it was it was really fun just to be with. The whole shark team, everyone swam really well, and I think everyone's really happy with the results and kind of just trying to carry that momentum heading into the next few meets coming up. How difficult was it? You mentioned being in Toronto when COVID hit, when all the pools were shut down. I mean, I I imagine you probably did more swimming in Lake Muskoka, but you were training for (laughs) Tokyo. You were training for the Olympics. How, uh, How difficult was that? Yes, it was definitely a really hard year, not just me, for, but for every athlete and everyone in the world. I think it's, it was, there was so much unknown. Um, during that time period, I was training um, in my lake. I would just do like little lake swims just to keep the feel of the water because you can lose it pretty fast even if you're out for a week. And we were out for like five months. So, yeah, it was definitely hard to manage. But I think everyone came out the other end stronger than they would have ever expected. What is the coldest, or what is the earliest, and what is the latest that Summer McIntosh will jump in Lake Muskoka? I asked this. I have a cottage not far from uh, not far from Port Carling or Bemora, so I've I've done it in April. I've done it in October, and it can be pretty cold. What is what is the earliest and latest you've jumped in the water? Um, during COVID, I was in the water at 
in April, and I definitely <laughs> had like a wetsuit on because I it was it was very cold and it was so windy too. Um, but that was definitely the like the earliest I would jump in. I don't think I could go in and like right after the winter time or anything like that, just because it is it gets really cold. <laughs> Have you been in after Halloween? No, I have not. Oh, no. oh come on! And the, I, I don't. I don't plan on trying to get in because it's just—it's insanely cold. Then I don't want to say you're soft <laughs> because I mean to, to accomplish what you've done. But I'm here in wetsuit. I'm here and I'm training in Florida. Okay, at one point I want to. I want. I want to see yeah. you with my nephew and nieces in Muskoka in uh, in late October. Yeah, I mean. I've always been kind of a wimp when it comes to the cold. I remember when I was actually a synchro swimmer, and we would train at this pool um, really close to my house, and it wasn't even that cold of a pool, but I actually ended up quitting synchro because I couldn't handle the pool temperature. I was wearing a wetsuit during synchro lessons because I, I would just get so cold. I, I love it. Like the training, the discipline, the work ethic that goes into what you've accomplished. But ev- I guess everyone has to have at least a little bit of kryptonite. Uh, one quote I heard from your coach <laughs> yeah. was about how Summer stands out in that she's so young and is so mature in the work ethic. It's like coaching a 24-year-old. For, for someone who is still <laughs> early in your teenage years, I'm curious, where did the work ethic and the maturity come from? How much of it was from inside of you and how much of it was from your parents? Well, I think it was a lot from my family and not just my parents, but also my sister a lot. I've learned so much from Brooke, um, but also I've learned so much from training alongside amazing, incredible other Canadian athletes on a day-to-day basis and meeting up with them at Worlds and Commonwealth Games and seeing how they handle themselves and conduct themselves on deck. I've learned so much just seeing that firsthand. It's been so many amazing experiences that I've learned and so many great lessons that I've kind of kept with me and carried on to use for my for me personally. Before I let you go, uh, one serious and one sort of fun question. Again, appreciate some of you uh, you taking the time to join the show today. What is uh, what is this next? What is the next six months? What's the next year uh, in terms of what your goals are? Um, just kind of keeping. Thinking about the small stepping stones, day-to-day grind, just thinking about the small things so I can get to the big thing, um, which is obviously 2024 Paris Olympics and beyond. So just kind of keeping the grind day-to-day and continue to work hard and keep the momentum and continue to improve is always my goal. I saw that your favorite movie is Titanic. I'm assuming if you were Kate Winslet and you were on that beam of wood, there's no way you would have brought Leo DiCaprio on that beam of wood or on that board of wood because apparently you would not have been able to handle the cold water. True or false, you let Leo stay in the North Sea. True, I probably would. <laughs> I appreciate the honesty. Hey, listen, Summer, um, again, uh, incredible accomplishments and congratulations for everything that you've done. I mean, you were one of the headlines in Tokyo in 2021. I think it's where a lot of us learned who you were. Uh, I love how far you've come, and we can't wait to just follow what's next for you. So all the best, and uh, hopefully uh, hopefully see you sometime up in Muskoka without the wetsuit. You know, mm-hmm. we, we do it. Yeah, for the- sure. <laughs> so thanks so much for joining the show today. Thank you so much for having me. That is Summer McIntosh, Summer Olympian. I, and it's weird because I have to say 2020 Summer Olympian, even though the games were put off until 2021.